yeah, we're back. It's Wednesday, November 8th. It's the NBA betting show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark. I got fellow hoops handicap and homie, David Troy, to help me bust out of my slump. This has turned into the season from hell. Part two, because no, last on, year was the no. season from hell. <clears throat> not quite that bad. It's it's not been quite that bad, but you called me the hoops handicapping homie. That makes me Triple H. I'm pretty excited for that. <laughs> yeah, you should do a thing where you <laughs> spit the water in the air and suck it. Like a well, go, Joel and Bean. Run into my wife. I'll run into my wife's office and do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Stephanie McMahon will call her. Um, huge slate in the NBA. They decided to take election day off, um, even though it was the Mac. Uh, the action of elections. I guess it was an off-election cycle. I don't know. (laughs) To the NBA's credit, I didn't even know it was election day until I saw that there were new games, and I tried to reverse engineer why that was. I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) they want us to vote. Yeah. Cool. Um, But we're obviously not here to talk about that. We do have 14 games, so um, let's just go through the slate and see if any bets jump out. I have three plays here in the account. We'll touch on them, obviously, when we uh, get to the games. One that I don't have a play in is the Washington Wizards at the Charlotte Hornets. Our friends at PointsBet make the Hornets a minus 2.5 point favorite. The over-under is 241. Gun to my head, I would take the Hornets um, because I like LaMelo Ball. I hate everything that has to do with uh, the Washington Wizards roster, even though they actually do have a win. But... I am not going to be betting this game, and I'm not going to be watching it either. Do you have any analysis for it? I will say I have been trying to figure out why the line has been coming down so much with why? Charlotte at home. Why would you do I, that? Because I, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, Charlotte should win this game. And then I saw you know, they have five guys on their injury report. The Wizards have none. Maybe that's part of it. This might be one of those games that it makes more sense to just not bet at all because the two teams play each other in Washington in their next game. So, Just take the opposite of what happened tonight? Probably. I I mean, I really do think Charlotte wins and covers this spread. Um, You're talking about two and a half. They have the better team. LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, Gordon Hayward, uh, P.J. Washington, and Mark Williams are all better than the starting five of, of the Wizards. This is also one of those games that the Hornets kind of need to win. Like, it's uh, if they have any hope of making it to the playoffs, which their entire organization has talked um, pretty at length about, this is the type of the game they should win, need to win. It is a Scott Foster game, so you never know what can happen. But uh, well, Chris Paul's not I, playing, so that's true. But I would. Probably, if I play it, I'm going to take Charlotte minus two and a half. I just, I mean, there's 14 games. I don't know that I necessarily have to. Yeah, no Terry Rozier. They're starting Brandon Miller instead, who I love uh, from yeah. a basketball perspective. I think he's a great player or is yeah. going to be a very good player. I guess it's probably the better way of putting it. But yeah, I got nothing in the game. You know, two and a half shouldn't be a problem with the total sitting at 241. Again, you never know, obviously. I, had that kind of logic in games and will have that kind of logic in a game that we're going to talk about here in a second, but that's not necessarily actionable Intel. 
Um, and speaking of which, let's just talk about my first best bet, which is the Indiana Pacers. Now, favored six. Um, hosting the Utah Jazz, the over-under is 241. It was at 243.5, so that's coming down, and so is the Pacers. I bet it at minus 6.5, so I am not getting the best of the number, um, but whenever I do get the best of the number, I lose. So, hopefully... <laughs> This helps me win. Um, Well, I guess it can't help me win, but hopefully this isn't a bad sign. But I'm just going to plow through and and, and lay the number with the Pacers. They're the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. They lead the NBA in both both offensive and defensive wide-open three-point attempt rate. They have an average. They're making an average of five and a half made uh, more three-pointers per game than their opponents. Their top five. Um, shooters by like three point attempts per game are shooting at least 41% from three. That's outrageous, dude. The only, <laughs> the only, t- um, one of the jazz who are attempting, um, are in the top five of three point attempts per game. That's averaging better than 37% is Lori Markinen. So, you know, we, we, I always say this, um, and, you know, maybe you should fade this logic because it hasn't been profitable for me thus far this year. But the three-point shot is the end-all, be-all in the NBA, and Pacers' best three-point shooting team. Utah's defense can't stop a nosebleed uh, away from Salt Lake City. They're giving up, I think, 120 points per game on the road. They have the second-worst non-garbage time defensive efficiency. They're losing by an average of 18 points per game in their four road games, 0-4, 1-3 against the spread. Um, so I'm going to bet the Pacers, even though they got just hammered the last time I bet them, 155-104 to 104 by the Celtics. So, Well, I think you said it pretty clearly right there, the Celtics, not the Jazz. Um, I'm not on this game. I wish you luck, but... Uh, it feels like, though, every time I bet on a team, the team that they play, play like the Boston Celtics, <laughs> at least for like the last week. But that is uh, kind of a concern I could have for this game. Not that they're going to play like the Celtics, but uh, Pacers play the Bucks tomorrow, which is arguably a more important game. They're coming off a game where they won by 41 points. Uh, the Jazz... Just lost to the Bulls by twenty, no, by seventeen, and the Bulls are four-point favorites, and now the Pacers are six and a half-point favorites. Are we thinking the Pacers are a better team than the Bulls? I don't, I don't know if I would go that far. Um, I, I would. I, I wouldn't. The Pacers just lost to the Bulls too, at home. Who had the better record last year? I think the Bulls. The Bull, yeah, the oh, Bulls yeah, made the, yeah, the totally. playing game. Yeah, 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 I'm way off. Okay. Um, so there's just a lot of things here that kind of make me hesitant to play it, but I, I totally get why you're on that side. Wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to need a lot of the luck in the world, or all the luck <laughs> in the world, excuse me. Uh, first of a primetime doubleheader, I think it's on ESPN, the Boston Celtics two-point favorites at the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a game I want nothing to do with. I'll make the pick, though, uh, because it is the biggest game of the night. I take the Celtics um, just because I, I, for the most part, hate Joel Embiid. I have the Boston Celtics as the number one power-rated team in the NBA. They're obviously very familiar with playing 
um, in Philadelphia. It's not like the home crowd is going to shake them to their core or anything like that. I mean, maybe Philly wins because they're at home. You know, they are traditionally a strong home team, but I just don't think the home court advantage really plays that much of a, there's going to be that much of a difference in the game. Um, Boston, one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, but so is Philly. And Philly has the same record as Boston. As far as I know, they're both six and one. Um, both have a very clean injury report. Derek white is supposed to return after, uh, witnessing the, the birth of his second child. So it's going to be an awesome game. I'm definitely going to have it on one of my TVs, but not getting to the window on this one. Yeah, I would take Boston, and I think I probably am going to take Boston. Uh, coming off a loss to Timberwolves, <clears throat> I think that they probably are just going to come out, get right against Philly. Um, you know, is it essential they win this game? No. Does it make that big of a difference? Probably not, but they have a better team than Philadelphia. It, it, sometimes it can be that simple in a, a close game like this. Um, oddly enough, not nationally televised, which I think is kind of surprising to me. Um, Did I mess that up? It's not? It is not, no. Oh, uh, what is the nationally televised game? It's the Spurs versus Knicks. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but like Wemby's first appearance in Madison Square Garden, you, you, you kind of have to have that one, right? You kind of. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, I think I'd probably take uh, – I think I probably am going to end up on the Celtics here. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just get every Philadelphia 76er game I bet wrong, whether I bet on them or bet for them. It's been like a three-year trend. I really try to avoid their games. Um, I, I I don't like the way Joel Embiid plays. I know he's killing it this year, you know, reigning MVP. He's, he's awesome, and I'm nitpicking, right? And, hell, there's been trade rumors with him and the Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan, or him going to the Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan, and... I would quickly talk myself into being a Joel Embiid fan if that were the case, even though he is a a flopping pussy. Um, But I just, my issue with him is he plays too much finesse. And you're not going to, unless you're the Warriors, you're really not going to out-finesse the Boston Celtics. You know, like if he were to just, if you could count on him abusing Kristaps Porzingis down low, then I would feel better about back in Philly here. But I do ultimately think it's going to get into like a a battle of offensive execution. And in that case, I'll take I'll take Boston. Plus, with Drew Holiday um, and, and, and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, both pretty good defensive wings, I just trust Boston to ha- get more defensive stops. So let me know <coughs> if you end up making that he, bet. I was going to say, he, he's probably going to – or Embiid should probably cook as well. I mean – yeah, Porzingis has been good. Orford is good, but I mean, he was putting up his last two games against Boston, and I'm guessing that Robert Williams was on the floor. I don't know for sure, but he had 52 and 41 against Boston in his last two home games. So yeah, I probably am going to get involved in some sort of prop with him. He's also been dishing out assists really well this year, so that might be one that I I get involved with as well as like his points and assists, which is only 33 and a half. He could hit that just points what <laughs> where is that 33 and a half yeah what it's on uh so, yeah, 33 and a half points and assists DraftKings. i love that bet yeah. go to visit points bet first to see if they also have it since they're a sponsor but old sponsor DraftKings dealing a soft number 
33 and a half points and assists. Here's his last, well, here's all of his games by assists. Joel Embiid, we're talking six against Washington, uh, three against Phoenix, seven against the Trailblazers, seven against the Raptors, eight against the Raptors, six against the Bucks. So to your point, he is dishing the ball pretty well. Man, that is a soft number. I like that look. What's yeah. his PRA? Because that's probably more widely available. Some some sports books don't offer just points and assists. Forty five and a half. So you're talking about basically twelve rebounds. Right now he's averaging um roughly 11, fifty. Something. Fifty PRA. Thirty two and a half points, eleven rebounds, six point two assists are his averages. What did you say it was? Forty for Forty and a half. Forty and a half for PRA. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I might have been looking at points and rebounds. Um, <clears throat> let me get back to it. For PRA, forty-five and a half. Yeah, I kind of like that look too. Um, all right. Well, I'm not gonna get get to the window or anything while we're sitting here recording. So let's just move along, I guess, to the New York Knicks. That's the first. This is the first game. Uh, First game of the primetime doubleheader. They're hosting the San Antonio Spurs. Knicks laying way too many points. They're 10-point favorites. Uh, Over-under is 223. I know the Knicks offensively have been terrible, but the Spurs like to get up and down the court, and I think the Knicks will enjoy that kind of pace because they don't really respect San Antonio's defense, nor should they. So as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I lean to the over. But I would not play uh, the Knicks minus 10 here. I really wouldn't play the Spurs either because I don't trust them to get any stops. And it is a big number in Wembenyama's debut in Madison Square Garden. So I kind of view that as like them asking for you to take the Spurs. But maybe I'm yeah. just overthinking it. I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm not going to play this. But I would probably lean towards taking the Spurs only because they got blown out by so much in their last game that they should come back with a little bit better of an effort. Whether that's defensively or offensively, I don't I don't know. Um, but I agree with you on the pace. So I just I don't really have much in this game. One Bayana is uh, nineteen and a half for points. Just feels a little high for him, but I don't know. I don't know who on the on the Knicks would stop him, really. You know what I kind of want to play here? Secret pod play. Julius Randle over three-pointers. He started to hit some shots in his last game. Um, Started to play better offensively. I think because of the size of San Antonio, he's going to be more resigned to to shooting from the outside. And I do think there's going to be a lot of possessions. Um, it looks like most of the market has it at two and a half with heavy juice on the over or not heavy juice on the over, um, plus money on the over around plus one thirty five. It looks like plus one forty. He's hit it in half of his games this season and he's not really shooting. I mean, he's shooting 32%. So yeah, I mean, he's, <clears throat> he's putting them up. <laughs> That's for sure. He He's chucking them, you know? Um, yeah. He's had at least seven three-point attempts in, in four of his four of his seven games. So he's going to try to put them up, but um, I don't have an official play in that one. So we can just keep going. 
The Los Angeles Clippers are five-point favorites at the Brooklyn Nets. 231 is the total. Um, I'll be rooting for the Brooklyn Nets because I hate the Clippers now that they got James Harden and because they always cost me money. They've cost me money really since 2019. So I despise this team. Um, And I really like how the Brooklyn Nets play. Cam Thomas just continues to light people up. You got 45 the other night. Um, Do they have, are they going to get Nick Claxton back? I don't think they are, right? Uh, I thought he was back the other day. Was he? I thought he was. He's not on the injury report that I see, but maybe, maybe that's because it's an extended injury and they took him off. I don't know. Yeah, but they don't even do that. Like they got dudes in the injury report that, um, yeah, no, have, in. have no chance of playing. Wow. Wow. Then, if anything, I lean to the Brooklyn Nets. What are you What are you thinking for this game? Uh, it, oddly enough, Claxton was the guy I was trying to look up to see if they had a line for blocks, and he is not listed at all. The blocks, so I have nothing on this game. He played. It doesn't say he played at all in his. And uh, this is his first game back from, since the season opener, at least according to Rotowire. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm looking at. I was looking at the preseason and not realizing that it was preseason. Yeah, so he returns the lineup, helps our defense, but I don't know how much how much defense is going to be played in this game. Um, Kawhi Leonard is much more of an offensive player now. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, James Harden, they're they're allergic to defense. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that Paul George is probably going to get the ball the fourth most out of that offense. Yeah. But, I mean, his job will just be to shoot it every time, right? That's complete garbage. He is so much better than James Harden and Paul uh, Russell Westbrook. Man. Man, I don't think that's a dispute. I think it's just he's not a point guard. Yeah, for sure. But if I were him, I'd be pissed. Wouldn't you be pissed? I don't know. He's got his podcast. He's happy. Playoff P? Podcast P, yeah. podcast P. All right. I, I, I to your point though, they don't even have it listed for him, and all these books make it very difficult to find bets you're looking for. But um, you gonna go three pointers? No, I was actually gonna look at defense for Westbrook. He's actually been creating a couple of steals every game. Something that you know because most people don't think that he does much defensively it could have been a bet that would be worth it but his over under for steals is 0.5 and it's at minus 220 on DraftKings. um and they don't have an option for him for steals anywhere else like to get two plus steals or anything paul george threes over two and a half is minus 120 at points bet which is the lowest actually fanduel has a lower number but it's the second lowest in the market He's been shooting, um, looks like, oh, he's been shooting, averaging eight three-point attempts per game. And given how many offensive players are in that starting lineup, I feel like he's going to get wide open looks. You said it's over one and a half or over two and a half? Over two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, he's hit that number 
one, two, three, four out of six games. Yeah, dude. So, it's not a bad look. Yeah, he sucked against the Knicks, but and I guess the Spurs. Whatever. We actually play some pretty good defense in Knicks, even though we sucked last year in D. Uh, next game, Phoenix Suns at the Chicago Bulls. I haven't bet the Chicago Bulls once this year. I haven't bet the Phoenix Suns once this year either. And I'm not going to break that drop this game. Um, what are you thinking? Right now the Bulls are, it's a coin flip. Bulls are favored one. Total is at 220 and a half. Uh, <clears throat> I initially leaned towards Phoenix and then I kind of flip-flopped a little bit. I don't know, to be honest with you. Part of it is, you know, like, okay, Devin Booker's out. So there's a problem. They're saying Beal could potentially play. I doubt he plays. You, you can't bet on teams like this when you don't know who's actually going to be in the lineup. So I think Phoenix is still the better team, even with just Durant in the lineup. But I'm not going to – I won't play this one. As a Bulls fan. Yes. You watch their games, yeah? Yep. What do they do well? I mean, I watch all their. I watch all the games. Um, DeRozan is very good at isolation, one-on-one, contested two-point shots. Yep. Alex Caruso is good at defense, and Zach Levine is still one of the more athletic players in the league. Those are the things that they are good at, but they are not good at anything as a team. Right. But you can make the argument that neither is Phoenix. I mean, they almost can't. They have no continuity. Yeah. I mean, it, Phoenix has a different mindset, though, in my opinion. I, th- I think Phoenix right now is just kind of like, all right, look, once Beal and Booker get healthy, then we'll start figuring stuff out, and we'll go from there. Whereas the Bulls are healthy and are like, I don't know, maybe this will work. <laughs> All right. Um, moving along, then. I got nothing else to say about this game. My Detroit Pistons visit the Milwaukee Bucks. The Detroit Pistons are getting 12 points over under 228.5. The Pistons are missing a ton of people. Jalen Duran is questionable. Bogdanovich is still injured. Uh, Jaden Ivey is out. Not sure if it's injury or bad vibes. Alec Burks, Joe Harris, Monty Morris, all out. So it's going to be a Cade Cunningham and Osir Thompson game for sure, but probably not going to be enough to get past the Bucks. Um, obviously, the number is saying that as well. What do you think about this game, if anything at all? Uh, I mean, the Bucks really shouldn't be favored by 12 over anybody right now, but there's so few players on the Pistons that it's hard to – <clears throat> advise anybody to take it. I'm not playing anything in this game. I'm not even going to play a player prop. Um, except, you know, if you're really looking for something because you're just a degenerate and have to have a play, you could maybe consider uh, Isaiah Stewart over threes if they have an, uh, have a line on it because he's actually been shooting quite a few this year and playing pretty well. Um, is It's over one and a half. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't actually touch that. So, I even take that back. 
So don't play it. Maybe the overhits, but Detroit might not not do enough on their end to get there either. I might take under Damian Lillard six and a half assists. Pinnacle has the over um, uh, juice to minus 116, the under at minus 114, but the rest of the market has the under like heavily juiced. So the Pinnacle thinks there's a better chance of this going under than than all the legal sports books. He's got he's averaging five assists per game. He's went over six and a half in just one of his six games. You you're, you confused me there. I think you said that the Pinnacle has the overjuiced slightly then, more one sixteen. Okay, and then the other books have the underjuiced, and you're planning to take the under. I probably did say that wrong. My bad. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so all the legal sports books have points bet has the over on six and a half assists used to minus one forty five. Pinnacle's okay. got it down to minus one sixteen. Everyone okay. else thinks it's a heavy, heavy like the under on the on his six and a half assists is like a heavy underdog, whereas like Pinnacle is like it's a coin flip. Okay, got so, it. So. You know, Pinnacle is like the, the the sharper sports books for for those of you that don't know. Um, so if they're if they're off market, then I would definitely side with them over the other books. And Dean Lillard just isn't like he's not really a distributor. This was my issue with the Bucks coming into the season. I loved like I'm a huge Dean Lillard fan. He just doesn't pass the ball a lot. Like he's not he's not trying to get other people looks. He's trying to trying to score points. And Detroit's defense is pretty good, whether it be Killian Hayes, Cunningham, or hopefully Thompson. I think they're going to put Thompson on his ass. They could D him up, or at least like I don't know, make it make it difficult for him to create off the dribble. And again, he's going to end up settling for for contested twos or contested threes. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those like the Malcolm Gladwell blink theory. Yeah. Six and a half feels too high. <laughs> I don't know. I gotcha. I don't know. It just feels feels a little too high. Um, what's the pace going to be played at? Let's see. I know the Bucks like to get up and down the court, but I'm pretty sure Detroit does not. Detroit's pace is 24th, and the Bucks is ninth. So maybe there's just fewer possessions. I don't know. That's the only look that really jumps out to me in this game. But otherwise, I'm not going to be. Putting much down on this one. Um, moving along, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Am I jumping around? I skipped one. Uh, the Pelicans at the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are up to eight and a half point favorites. That's a big number. Under is 218. If the Pelicans haven't abused me this year, I would have be playing them because I just think this is too high of a number for the Timberwolves. I know Zion is ruled it's out. It's at 10 now. It's at 10? Yeah. Oh my God! Did someone die? They're missing. Well, no, no McCollum, no Williamson, and uh, is this Hawkins kid good? I feel like <clears throat> he is. I feel he, like he's not. He bad. can shoot threes. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, that'd be somebody that'd probably be worth looking at points or threes, whatever. I'm not sure what they'll have on him. He put up thirty. Seventeen and a half. He put up thirty-one against Denver. And his a lot of garbage time, probably. This is interesting. Hawkins has his over under for threes is three and a half, and it's juiced to minus one sixty five. 
his point total is 17 and a half. So you're telling me that the book expects him to get at least 12 points from threes, but not another six points in the game? Seems well, odd. Okay, so I'm looking at his box scores. He attempted 19 shots against Denver. 14 of them were from behind the arc. He attempted yeah. 11 against Atlanta. Eight of them were behind the arc. I mean, it looks like his three-point shooting percentage, his three-point attempt rate is 75, 80%. <laughs> yeah, 100% of his game. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. So I hear you. I mean, that's like a good instinct, and you kind of taught me to look at things that way, but it does kind of line up with how he plays, you know? Interesting. Like he's he's not shooting a free throw. That's that's probably right. not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, hmm. How do you feel yeah, about right. the side or anything or the total? I I would Just take a, the Timberwolves, but this the the game plan with the Timberwolves is to get up by twenty and then lose the game by twenty. Yeah. Um. So, not going to touch them. Um, I do think the Timberwolves win it, but that doesn't much matter. I've heard a lot of people talk about how well the Timberwolves look this year, and it pisses me off so much because the only game I bet them, they completely caved (laughs) and choked away a 21-point lead to lose by 20 to the Atlanta Hawks. And Mm -hmm. I'm just so mad and bitter. It's like it it feels personal. Like the Timberwolves made it personal. I still want to fight Chris Finch. Yeah, I kind of kind of hate the guy. So. Uh, according to pregame, eighty percent of the money is on the under, but eighty percent of the tickets is on the over. It dropped from two twenty three to two seventeen. That sucks. Getting six points worse than the number. But if I were to play this any other way or any which way, I'd probably take the under here because you know, keep it simple, stupid. They're not going to have CJ McCollum. They're not going to have Zion. Brandon Ingram likes to play half-court basketball, and he's going to be going against good defensive players. So there's going to be a lot of long one-and-done possessions because Minnesota's good at rebounding. And I believe, I'm going to check this, uh, maybe not this year, but the New Orleans Pelicans are usually a good rebounding team. So I don't think there's going to be like a lot of putbacks, I guess is what I'm getting at. Mm, probably not. Uh, they're if, not good at rebounding currently. <laughs> Wow. 29th in defensive rebounding rate, according to cleaningtheglass.com. So F me, F everything I said, fade me, nah. get the over. It's <laughs> you, you got Herb Jones doesn't shoot all that much. And then you got Valanchunas who shoots threes. Matt Ryan is pretty much only out there shooting threes, and so is Hawkins. So you got three or four of their guys on the floor that are going to be only taking threes. So they probably you're probably right for the Pelicans. The team total under probably would make more sense because it is possible that the the Timberwolves just blow them out and it, you know they put up 130 on them or something. But uh, 103 Pelicans should be able to get to 103, I would think. But yeah, you would think, right? But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're only defending the three and you stop them from hitting it it's going to be a really long night for them <sighs> yeah well i'm not betting this bullshit if anything i'd go under but, 
Uh, moving along, the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder are two-point home dogs, which is definitely a, t- a time you want to bet the Thunder. Um, they've been one of the best teams against the spread um, since their coach, Mark Dagonall, took over. They look to have mostly a healthy team. Lou Dort could be out. He's questionable. But Cleveland's healthy as well. Um, so that's why they're they're road favorites, even though they have a losing record. I would lean to the Thunder, but to me, I don't I don't really have anything in this game. Yep, pass. Do you want to just leave it there? Just we're just gonna yeah. just gonna keep going. <clears throat> so to be honest with you, I got, I got really nothing to share about it. So I'll pass on that. I didn't like the look of the line. I didn't like uh, anything that I do, do, uh, dug into earlier. So. I think Donovan Mitchell's a cornball. That's what I. That's my analysis. Um, next game, the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Houston Rockets. Lakers are four point favorites. Over unders two twenty and a half. The Lakers could be without Anthony Davis. Still without Gabe Vincent. Rui is trending to returning. Uh, LeBron James has been pretty awesome um, in year. 338 or however old this dude is. Um, but the Rockets kind of got off the mat. They looked like dog shit in the first game. Now they're 3-3, three and three, surprisingly. I'm not doing it. I mean, this is this is quintessential. You fade the Lakers here. Fade LeBron. Only 3.5 for 4 in Houston. Got the Dylan Brooks revenge game. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Hey. Let's be fair. Let's be objective. Dylan Brooks balling this year. Did you see the headline? I did not. The headline on ESPN today is Dylan Brooks ready to lock up LeBron tonight. Damn right he is. Shooting. And he, <clears throat> he called it out multiple times saying that he's going to um, take him down. Lakers have lost two in a row. They're probably looking at the the Rockets right here and going, we need to win this one because who knows who's going to play in Phoenix. I'm taking the Lakers. I'm taking a minus the two and a half. I think they're going to win it. I think it I, – I do think they have the better team than the Rockets. I don't care about the Rockets' coach. I understand the Lakers are 0-4 away from home. This is a game they need to win, and they will win it. And I think LeBron will take it personal against Brooks that Brooks is still running his mouth, even in Houston now. He's in the lock him up. I do need Anthony Davis to play, but I'm taking it. You are an alpha. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. This fool Dylan Brooks has got a 74% true shooting this year. He's, He's shooting... 59% 59% from the field, 94% from from the free throw line, and 57% from three. Like, holy shit, he's making people eat their words. I mean, it's only six games in, and he's probably going to end up sucking, but maybe maybe he just needed more of a role. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of hate Dylan Brooks still, so. Yeah, so <laughs> it do I. doesn't matter to me. He's ugly as shit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, is that it for no one more game in the eight o'clock slate? The Miami Heat at the Memphis Grizzlies. How could I forget 
yeah. because I bet the game. Miami Heat. Um, Miami Heat is pretty much my favorite team in the NBA. I'm going to have to refresh this because the Miami Heat are only one and a half point favorites. It's the money line's down to minus 120. I gave it out at minus 130 like a f an idiot. I bet it at minus. I bet it at minus one twenty. So I guess that's all right. But Bam Adebayo is better than Jaron Jackson. He's a better version of Jaron Jackson. He's a better defender. He's a better distributor. He's a better shot maker. And outside of the three point, he doesn't really shoot a lot of threes. I think he's like fifty percent, but he might be like two or four from three this year, if that. Like he's not really putting up a lot. Um. And he's really good at drawing fouls. That's like one of the things that I like most about his game is put he'll put his head down and get to the line. And we know Jaron Jackson loves, absolutely loves to get into foul trouble. It's like his favorite thing to do besides block shots, which is really the only thing he's better than Bam Adebayo at. Um, and, he, I mean, he's by far their best player right now, and he's actually playing pretty well this year. There's just too much Marcus Smart in this offense as well. Um, and because of which the Miami heat or the Memphis Grizzlies are 21st in offensive turnover rate against the coach Spolstra team or the Miami heat being clumsy with the basketball is a curse. That's, that's one of the worst things that you could be against that time, that, that, that kind of team. They're third in defensive turnover rate. Um, Memphis has also given up. Uh, they're 25th in points off of turnovers allowed per game. So, you know, they're not even getting back on defense after these turnovers. And without John Morant, really no one could create a look for the Memphis Grizzlies. They have really no durable penetration. The, Mem- the Miami Heat are back to being an elite three-point shooting team as well. Um, I think they're ninth in... in um, three-point percentage, they're third when they're left wide open, and Memphis leaves a lot of wide-open threes um, to their opponents. So I'm going to lay it with the Miami Heat, uh, minus 120 right now. We can grade at minus 130. I don't really care, but whatever. I'm, that's that's my bet, my second of my three best bets. What I like think? it. Yeah, I mean, You ready to eat crow on Tyler Hero, or do you still hate him? No, I still hate him. Um but I will say that uh, <clears throat> the this feels racially motivated. The, that there's really nothing about the Grizzlies right now that looks like they should be able to compete with the Heat, even though the Heat don't look like a great team either. Um, so I, you know, this sometimes I just want to take the better team, and they are the better team here. Uh, Neither one of them have to play tomorrow. Both are coming off road trips. It's Well, excuse me. The Grizzlies are coming off a road trip. The Heat are starting their road trip. So <clears throat> neither have been sitting there playing at the same gym for the uh, start of this game. I mean, things like that. Like Most of the signs point to the Heat. It seems a little strange that it's only a one-and-a-half point spread. But well, they're not. They don't cover. <laughs> it's, it's, well, that, right, that's the thing. Like they don't the cover. Heat, you never know what they're gonna do. So yeah, like I gave out the Heat minus one twenty five the other night against the Lakers, but um, 
I was only able to get minus one. And they chopped because they beat the Lakers 108 to 107. Like it's just, they they refused to cover, and the closing number was Heat minus one and a half. So they lost that game against the spread. They did. They lost that game against the spread. It's a goddamn joke. I don't really get it. Uh, moving along to another game that I have action on: the Toronto Raptors at the Dallas Mavericks. Right now, the Mavericks are favored. Did that go down again? Oh, it's they're favored five. Um, I'm playing it at five. I'm actually sprinkling a little bit on the Toronto money line at plus 165, but I only want to be graded at the uh, plus five number for the Raptors. Dallas, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. Not better than the Indiana Pacers, but close. They attempt the most threes, uh, the highest rate of threes per game. They have a pretty good wide-open three-point attempt percentage, and they hit um, a lot of threes. I think they are second in three-point percentage. But Toronto's second in defensive three-point percentage. They only allow um, the six fewest three-point attempts per game, and like that's more predictive than percentage because if you give these guys looks, they'll hit them. So you just got to avoid – you have to, like, run them off the line, you know? And if you could take away Dallas's three-point shot or at least mitigate it, then – they're a less explosive team. They run a lot of half-court point uh, possessions. Toronto has one of the best half-court defenses in the league. They have three long athletic forwards that could frustrate Luka. If I'm being honest, it's probably not going to work, but at least they have the best personnel to defend him between OG and Anobi, um, Pascal Siakam, and Scotty Barnes. They're, they're really long. So if anyone's going to give... Luca a hard time. It's going to be them. Toronto is actually elite in fast break offense. Um, second in fast break offensive rating, according to cleanlyglass.com. And Dallas is 25th in fast break defensive efficiency. Also, I try to avoid using these angles, but I'm back to it with the NBA. We've got some sketchy line movement. Toronto opened as six-point underdogs. As I was writing it, it went down from plus five to plus four. Five, uh, plus five and a half to plus five. So we're getting, um, and this is despite most of the action being on Dallas. So I'm going to follow the line movement because in the NBA, the public doesn't move lines. It's only sharp money, not the NFL. I'm going to take the Raptors, but this is another team that kind of scarred me or has uh, scarred me this year. I think I've lost the only two bets that I made on the, the Raptors. So that's where I'm at. Um, any thoughts on that play or any tangent plays? Mm, I kind of prefer the Mavs in this one, you <clears throat> but only because I don't, I mean, the, the Raptors really struggled in their last game against the uh, Spurs and they got Boston coming up next. Um, Dallas. I, I bet on the magic to beat Dallas the other night when they were playing in Orlando, uh, and it was a whirlwind of emotions because it started with uh, it being kind of like magic. I think we're like one-point dogs at home, and then they became favorites because Luka and Kyrie were both supposed to be doubtful, and then both were confirmed in. And ultimately... That doesn't sound like the NBA to do that. It was a close game until like the last three minutes and then Dallas pulled away um, significantly. I think it'll probably be a similar situation. I don't expect Dallas to like just 
outplay a million teams, but they should be able to be better than Toronto, um, especially at home. And I I lean towards them winning this game, and I, I think minus four is the right play, but uh, I don't know. This is the, just a couple other quick notes. Walker Kessler is now doubtful for Utah. Nice. So that should help your Pacers bet quite a bit. And uh, Draymond Green is now out. Officially out. Yeah. Personal reasons? Do they, do they Personal uh, reasons. discuss that any further, or is that all that we're given? That's it. Just said personal reasons. All right. Well, I hope he's well and gets back out there next game. But that is a decent little segue into the Warriors at Nuggets, which is the second part of the ESPN double um, header. Um, Warriors killing it six and two. Nuggets killing it even harder seven and one. Nuggets only three point favorites, which is sketchy in my opinion. Um, the total sitting at two twenty seven. You know, I'm going to make a pick in this game because it is one of the best games on the slate. I'll take the Nuggets, but I don't feel great about it, and it's not an official play. I'm going to look for other things to discuss in this game, but what are your thoughts? And, uh, Gary Payton is also now questionable. Um, Nuggets versus Warriors. I, I would have taken the Warriors if they were at full strength. I think this is one of those games that the, the Nuggets are likely to lose. You don't got Jamal Murray. They didn't look very good until they had a big third quarter and then finally closed it out against the Pelicans, who also were understaffed for that game. <clears throat> um, so I do kind of lean Warrior still, but I don't think I'm going to play it after all. What's what's holding you back? Just the Draymond Green injury? It, yeah, that's part of it. Um I, it, Green is such a big part of their defense. I mean, I'm sure that uh, Chris Paul is going to be inserted into the lineup, but that's not going to help them defensively. That'll actually hurt them more. And then uh, they don't really have the size to compete with Denver. Jokic should be able to get whatever he wants. He'll probably have another triple-double. Um, Aaron Gordon should be able to dominate anybody, too. So... Even Michael Porter Jr. should be able to get his shot off over Wiggins. So I think it's a little more evenly matched. I don't know. The Warriors are definitely on this, like, we were a terrible away team last year, so let's be really good on the road this year. Um, but I I think they have a bigger game coming up uh, that I think they're going to be focused in on. And that's one that I'm looking to have a big bet on, potentially, if the number lines up. Which one? On which one is this again? I'm sorry, I was getting a bet on Damian Lillard under assist. <laughs> You're good. Uh, the Warriors are playing the Cavs on Saturday, and if the if the number matches what I'm looking for, it could be a bigger bet for me. Warriors Cavs. Cavs just beat the Warriors the other day, and now Warriors are coming home where they play better anyway. Yeah. I can't what, find, uh, any, find any fault in that logic. Let me see what a Jokic triple-double prop is for tonight. Triple-double at minus 105. I don't hate that. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's the GOAT. <laughs> it is pretty, it is, I mean, it is pretty crazy. <laughs> I 
I, mean, you know, I wouldn't take you know the no, the I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know he's getting the double-double, and there's no point guard out there other than Reggie, Jack- Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Big government. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I might throw that one in the card somewhere. I didn't Jokic hear you. Get a triple-double. I didn't hear this in your analysis. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention or spaced out. Did you mention that Jamal Murray isn't there, and that's why you like the Warriors? Because I feel yeah. like we just kind of backed into that point. I forgot to mention that off the top. Yeah, he's he's out. So I I do kind of like the Warriors for that purpose as well. Gotcha. And, but again, I I mean, without Green, it's it becomes a little closer. And the goal isn't really to gamble. The goal is to try and find some sort of edge. And, uh, yeah, it is. I, I think it's more about that. I think that's more of a gamble now. This isn't me gambling. This is me hunting for edges. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about the final game here on the slate. 10 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off between the 3-4 and four Portland Trailblazers and the 2-4 and four Sacramento Kings. Kings are minus 8-point favorites. Total is 222. My analysis is no. <laughs> yeah, nope. I have the same analysis because I was on the losing end of the last Kings bet that I had where it's I was close like, though, right? definitely they're definitely yeah, super close. They're definitely going to beat the Rockets, and then they lost by forty, and everything was a complete embarrassment. I actually watched a lot of that game, and the Kings just looked horrible. Uh, they made Sagoon look like he was the best center like of all time. <laughs> Looks like a team out there. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. Like Sabonis was like guarding him at times, and. Sagoon would literally just like drive right past him and dunk the ball. It, it was just so bad. They, the Kings, I think, went the first like seven minutes of the third quarter without a field goal. It, it was just really bad. So <clears throat> I'm just, not going to touch this game. It, oh. All right. <laughs> but the Kings are eight point favorites. How bad are the Trailblazers? <laughs> they're, they're not that bad. I don't right. think. I don't know. I almost have to take the eight here. If I if any of my early bets win, I'll just do it. Because, I mean, you look at the starting five, you got Brogdon, Sharp, Thibel, Grant, Aiton versus Mitchell, Herter, Barnes, Murray, Sabonis. I, I don't know. Like, doesn't feel like Sacramento is better. Like, they're yeah, starting five. It doesn't feel five. like an eight-point game. Although, no. again, they just, just get blown out. So you would expect them to be have a much better effort especially against a team they should be able to beat nah yeah that's fair i mean who did portland play last though they played the they beat or they lost to memphis in the second of a back-to-back but that was breaking a three-game winning streak i feel like their losses aren't so bad they got stomped by the clippers and 76ers and they lost by five to the magic not not embarrassing, right? I think it's embarrassing. No, but a 25-point loss to the Rockets, your coach calls you out, you probably are going to play a little bit better. Eight points, it, again, I don't know if I could go there with eight points, but I look at this kind of similar to what happened to uh, the Pacers. They got blown out by the Celtics by 51, and then they came back and beat the Cavs at home the next game. Like It's just it's about... A little bit, I would guess, about pride. And the, the, the Kings should have that at the very least. 
Fair enough. All right. Well, again, I'm not going to bet it. So talking too much about games that I'm not going to bet. My uh, my bets tonight and uh, Wednesday in, in, in the NBA are the Indiana Pacers minus six and a half, the Miami Heat minus one thirty on the money line, and the Toronto Raptors a plus five. Um. At points bet, all those are at points bet. So check that out. Check out their site. Use our promotional link so we can get a little bit of a kickback, and I believe you can get a discount or a promo um, through that. Do you have any bets that you want to give out? Uh, I will put out two that I will get down on: Embiid over thirty-three and a half points and assists, and then uh, oh, let's go with the Lakers minus two and a half. Oh, man. You badass. All right. I can root for the Lakers, even though um, they pissed me off with their their TV rights and me not being able to watch any of their games. I just want to find that points and assists prop. Let me see if I can get it as well. But I can do that offline. I'm not going to keep you guys here um, while I search around my book. But leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Follow David Troy at Future Prez 2024. Check out his NBA betting packages at beatingthebookie.com. Check out our analysis for NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA at outkick.com backslash betting. And I'll be back here later today to talk NFL Week 10 with you guys. Peace. Peace.